Welcome to this episode of Up My Street, the podcast that explores the world of creative placemaking and the clever initiatives that are engaging people in the places where they live, work and play. Although apparently we're not allowed to say that anymore. No, we're going to have to change that one, I think. <laughs> I'm not going to change it. I like it too much. Does play, what it says... work and live. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Trey and I, um, say hi Trey. Hello. Um, we went to a conference yesterday. We did, yeah. Um, and we thought it was probably a good idea for us to reflect on said conference in a podcast because I actually took a lot away from it um, and I really enjoyed the conference itself. So yeah, so we're using this platform just to share some of our thoughts. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So um, just a little bit about the podcast. Uh, no. A little bit about the conference. Um, so it's actually the second placemaking conference I've been to. The first one was in uh, February and it was run by the Association of Town Centre Managers. And I was absolutely enthused and invigorated um, by that one and haven't had a chance or a gap in my schedule to go to another one since. Um, so I missed their summer camp, um, but I'm looking forward to one later on in the year. Um, so instead, we went to the Helping You Put the Pizzazz Into Your Place 2023 conference. Did you find it pizzazzy? Um, I learnt more about what pizzazz meant. I knew what pizzazz meant. I was quite surprised by how many people had googled pizzazz. I thought that was, <laughs> I, that well, was pizzazzless. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I mean, um, did it put my pizzazz? I think what I found particularly useful about it. So the, the conference itself was at Staffordshire University. And it was um, in the Catalyst building, which was very swanky. Very nice building. Very nice building. And it was run by Thinking Place. Um, So Thinking Place are a company who work with, is it usually local authorities or cities or bids, isn't it? Yes, or regions. Regions. um, To try and discover their story um, and put that out um, so that they can market where they they are uh, in a better, more focused way. Um, But what was nice was there was a room full of people who um, are either in the same mindset of knowing the importance of placemaking um, and all of the things that sort of stream into that. So regeneration, there was marketing events people, there was tourism people there, like you, Trey. Like me. (laughs) Um, And people like myself who have an interest, um, but not necessarily from a local authority background. Um, And the speakers were great. Really nice, yeah. They obviously put a lot of work into finding the right ones. What I liked is that there wasn't really any toe-stepping. Like, everybody, that's housing and why it's important. That's heritage and why it's important. That's It was it was really nicely structured, I found. Did you? Yeah, definitely. And and also, I thought you were about to say you liked the fact that people said what they thought, which they did. Oh, yes, they did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone's looking sideways in the room, like, oh, are we allowed to say that? Is this safe? <laughs> but actually, having a really honest and open conversation is very useful. And you can't make progress unless you do that. So hats off to the organisers. I thought it was great. Yeah, good job. Um, I thought what was probably a good idea is to highlight some of the areas, um, some of the takeaways that we had from it. Um, I mean, there are certainly some of the speakers I'd love to um poach and bring onto the podcast and we're going to we're in the process of trying to do that now (laughs) um uh, just because they had a really good um uh, sort of ideas or uh had interesting experiences that would be really great to share with you lovely lot at home or in the car wherever you are listening of course yeah we don't mind as long as it's safe and the thing that um 
I've actually got in a nice little doodle at the bottom of my page is people and community at oh, the she's heart. drawn a heart around it. I've drawn a heart well, in a purple pen. It's upside down for me, so I'm going <laughs> to... I think it's a heart. <laughs> it was trying to be a heart. It's quite hard to write people and community and put them in a heart. Anyway, um, so I think that's probably the one takeaway that uh, we were expecting is that, you know, people in that room were very much focused and interested on making sure that the reason we are placemaking is not for us for you it's for everybody else who lives there it's 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 one of those you have to remember who your focus should be absolutely yeah that's it um and transport came up again a lot and swans a lot <laughs> lots lots of people have used swans in place making which i'm down with obviously i didn't realize we were such a swanny country yeah who knew um but transport let's get back to transport um so we mentioned this before um, in our sort of uh, outro when we in- when we were interviewing Penelope and Joseph. <laughs> if you've not listened to that episode, professional placemakers, <laughs> yeah, our kid experts, um, because they were mentioning transport, and it actually, you know, hands up has not been something I have uh, really considered in placemaking because I come up to placemaking from like a creative um, bent actually getting people to the thing that I'm trying to put on hasn't always been a consideration that's been somebody else's consideration yeah you've always been more concerned about painting the bus rather than (laughs) where the bus has actually been going (laughs) that never has a truer phrase been (laughs) spoken um but yeah and the importance of transport yeah what's the point of having anywhere to go or anything on if you can't get there yeah I know it sounds really rudimentary but like it really is the whole the whole thing isn't it and there's just so many massive issues at the moment with public transport aren't there with funding issues um numbers and just um you know people not being able to either get to jobs or places of play because there isn't an adequate bus service or rail service or hovercraft service plus have you uh, hovercraft (laughs) well Uh, things need to be in threes and i couldn't think of it Well, don't they have one sort of Liverpool to Birkenhead? They have the more people that go on a hovercraft. I'm just saying. I think so too, and less queues. Um, <laughs> have you been on a bus recently? No. Uh, Matt on a bus? Yeah, actually today. <gasps> Only enough to well, get here. Well done. And um, so my question is, right? What's the point of going on a hot, noisy, stuffy, horrible bus if you're going to be sat in the same amount of traffic as you would be in your own car? I think buses are great, but until we get more people onto the buses, it's still going to take just as long, isn't it? Like, getting into town can take 40 minutes sometimes because you're still sat in the same way to traffic. If we could have more people on the bus, like double-deckers or trams or whatever, then <gasps> being trams, um, then being stuck in traffic wouldn't be as horrible because you wouldn't be in traffic for all that long. When I was a kid, it would take me 10 minutes to get into town, regardless of what time of day it was because the weight of traffic at that time didn't have a problem so now they're unreliable because they're stuck in traffic i mean cities do a good job of having like bus lanes at peaked periods absolutely yeah and they've got one like every 10 minutes yeah yeah yeah. towns Um, and villages can't do that this is it i've I've always lived in an outlying village so i have cows for neighbors honestly and (laughs) i don't mean literally (laughs) sorry mary who is my absolutely lovely next door neighbor (laughs) 
<laughs> she's so nice as well I feel really bad um but yeah so I, I do live in the sticks so actually we do have a bus service I've not seen a bus in a long time oh that isn't a school bus um so it just doesn't you know obviously I'm probably at work by the time the two wise daily stops the bus <laughs> makes in our village are but yeah so uh, obviously that's an issue um, and it's not something that I think we can solve you know people more intelligent than us and in the right position than us can can think more directly about it but whenever we are it does impact on what we do because whenever we deliver um, a trail or an event or an some kind of intervention in the town centre or city centres how are people getting there? And that has to be a consideration. And I don't know whether we can start building those kinds of thought patterns into the projects themselves. Yeah, I think so. I know if you look at Timber, the, uh, one of the local music... Timber! Oh, gosh. One of the local music... Is that so too they loud? Do like, um... No, no, you're fine, actually. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> no, don't do it again. Um, so Timber, the local music festival here in the Midlands, uh, is focused on green living and it's got sort of a very lovely earthy folk music-y yeah, vibe eco, yeah. yeah. Um, and they do something called a, a cycle bus where everybody sort of cycles from the towns to the thing safely in a group with guidance and then they get like a discounted ticket so the cost of going is cheaper because they have cycled and not added to the the carbon um, and I think like little initiatives like that that's what's going to move these things forward I like that a lot um, and we used to, in the village where I live, have like a walking bus to school for the kids. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. Oh. It, do you know why? No. Red tape. We couldn't get enough of the parents um, to be bothered to be DB... Uh, what's the check you need? DBS. Okay. I do have one, by the way. <laughs> that sounds like a lie. <laughs> I've got two. Um, but yeah, to get them DBS checked... And who pays for the DBS check? Because it's a teeny tiny school. They can't afford to do that. Anyway, so red tape is the reason why that doesn't happen. So it's better for the kids to walk to school on their own next to an adult or go that's not car. officially walking with them. Yeah. Then yeah. have an adult 100%. officially. That, yeah. That's so, you know, we were we were having a, having a conversation about a different, different type of paperwork earlier on but yeah yeah red tape bureaucracy and um, paperwork we all understand why it's there and safeguarding is so important um yeah but it's just hard work isn't it yeah uh, there have to be ways of making things um quicker and safer and easy easier more accessible maybe making them free would be helpful yeah for certain reasons mm-hmm. so you've got like the voluntary one haven't you that's like a not a really in-depth DBS. It's like just a, a lesser one. Maybe if we could just have three lesser ones that, that would, would cool. only be that you could only use for that one purpose. But there you go. But yeah, initiatives like that are fantastic, and absolutely, it's something that I'm definitely going to start uh, incorporating in the conversations when I'm working with you know local authorities bids and etc etc and I'll start raising these points because it has not been a consideration for me up until now so I've learned something new well done thank you very much (laughs) personal growth people personal growth (laughs) Um, so yeah so transport was a thing that that was raised I mean and just a shout out to some of the amazing speakers that there were yesterday I'm going to go through them all is that okay yeah um so John Till, it was nice to listen to what he had to say from Thinking Place there was Tom Stannard Uh, that he was 
really interesting actually he, he um was talking a lot about um is it Salford, Salford yeah. um and Media City um and also the everything that they've been doing there and also being very open and honest about where he thinks the shock yeah it's not often that someone will stand there and say we've got got this wrong we've done great things we're doing great things we've got millions and millions of Mm -hmm. pounds however the education and the deprivation is horrendous yeah it was so nice for that that honesty yeah because so many people would just try and like cover that up in their areas and it is a really important but he was a great advocate for the area as well and he was really sort of shouting about what, what it has to offer that was amazing there was Josie Morris um, and uh, she was great as well, a really fantastic ambassador for um, the Staffordshire Place Board and yeah. everything that they're doing there. Um, so she's in Woolcool, which is a, a eco-packaging company. Yeah. yeah, see, I did have a conversation with her because I'm I'm currently looking for an alternative um, uh, sculpture material than polystyrene polystyrene which we're trying to phase out obviously because we are trying to be better uh, more environmentally friendly unfortunately her packing material is completely wrong and it wouldn't work it's very (laughs) squidgy we need more like stale bread roll than well there we go i'm going to try um sculpting (laughs) (laughs) tiger feet this has gone in a very maybe that's the title for the episode (laughs) sculpting stale bread rolls (laughs) amazing um uh and then mark robinson Ooh, so he's the, um, the ch- is it the chair of the High Street Task Force? Yes, chair. Um, so that was great to hear his perspective. And again, he was very honest about um, what he thought places were doing well. Um, and also just uh, one of the things he's a very big advocate of, and I think everybody in the room was really, was um, looking at for the uniqueness in your place. Yeah. And that uniqueness is the thing you need to celebrate. You cannot take an initiative that worked really well um, in a neighbouring county or somewhere else in the UK and bring it and expect it to have the same success in your area. You can't do that because there are a unique set of circumstances that made it a success over in place A. And if you're in place B, you perhaps have a completely different set of circumstances. You might have a different population. You might have a different town centre makeup. You might have, you know, all these are different transport links. Uh, Um, (laughs) So it's not going to work. So, but there are certain things that you can um, take inspiration from, but then there has to be this... uh, Uniqueness. Yeah. That's the word of the day. Um, and then we heard from uh, Stephanie Kerr. Yeah. She was great. And that dress with the snakes on it. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, high fives to the lady in the amazing dress. <laughs> she looked amazing. Um, so uh, Stephanie runs a small bid. Um, she says she's a digibid. She uh, she runs Lemington, doesn't she? Lem- Lemington yeah, Lemington Spa. Spa. Um, which is an area I know a little bit of because my, my parents grew up. Lemington Spa. Did they really? Yeah. Have you been to the um, the art festival that they have across oh. the two? Oh, it's beautiful. Let's go next year. Is that going to be a road trip? Yes. Road trip! Amazing. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm yelling so much today. I don't know. You've never <laughs> done it before. <laughs> In the comments, is it fun? Is it weird? <laughs> I'm going to do it all the time now. Um, I headbutted the microphone. I was that excited. Um, and then we had Rianne David-Jones. Um, David. David-Jones. My apologies, Rianne. Um, from CBRE Manchester. Uh, so she was on about the importance of urban development and all the elements that needed to be considered when doing a larger urbanisation regeneration project. Yeah, so a lot of the times when um, when 
creative projects are drafted in they're drafted in well after this point um and I guess one of my real wants (laughs) Uh I know is is to befriend as many people in regeneration as possible so they start thinking about the creative output at the same meeting one yeah absolutely absolutely because I can't think of any reason why that would be a bad thing I think it's just I don't think they think it's a bad thing either I think it's just not how it's been done doesn't mean we're wrong it doesn't mean we're wrong it just means it's new definitely and uh, there are some places um i'm sure that have you know had considered the events and the um cultural outputs at an early stage yeah um because they are sort of uh well embedded into sort of the action plan going forward and pipeline and all that malarkey um but it'd just be really nice to make sure that it was it wasn't an afterthought as often as it can be yeah so we, my mission in life is to befriend as many regenerators as possible. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of like <laughs> machine. I'm sorry. Was it wrong? <laughs> I can use a different phrase if you like. No, I think I'm thinking of replicators. That's what I'm doing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is going really well. <clears throat> um, and then we had Tamsin. Tamsin Hart Jones. No, then we had lunch. Lunch was lovely. But lunch didn't say a lot. <laughs> we said a lot at lunch. We said... Mm. Oh, great spread, guys. Yeah, we did. Um, where are the cakes? They came out later. They came they? out later, yeah. Um, so Tamsin Hart-Jones was after lunch. There you go. She was. Um, and she is head of cities and major conob- uh, conobations yeah. at Homes England. Now, I'd never come across this word before. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google it. Just like Googling pizzazz. I'm joking, I'd come across it. She didn't do pizzazz. pizzazz. No. Um, and, yeah, so... I, so because she's from Homes England, she's definitely talking about specifically um, the homes and the the partnerships that they they yeah very large partnerships yeah absolutely. Yeah. But what's interesting is their new strategy is more about um, regeneration, isn't it? Um, so it's interesting to hear from her. Um, just because you know when we're looking at placemaking, whilst we are not involved in you know building new homes really um building new homes is a part of regeneration and regeneration is something that we are a part of yeah and should be a part of and can be a part of as creative placemakers agreed well you can have an opinion on that (laughs) (laughs) okay my opinion is i wish i had some more to do with what the houses look like that would be nice you need to train to be an architect babe i nearly did don't, I, can't I know. Be, I can't I believe know. you just said that to me. No, I know you did. <laughs> Personal reasons meant that I can't. Thank you very much. <laughs> it mean I'm very happy in what I'm doing. Thank you. I like where you are now. It suits you. Um, and then after um, Miss Tamsin's bit, uh, we, we went into the breakout sessions, which I absolutely loved. Did you get a lot from them? Um, do you know what? I, I listened more than I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of a talker, but actually, I didn't. I didn't talk. I just. I was just reflecting. I was just listening to um, some of the really interesting issues and problems surrounding funding for placemaking projects. What like, would you say the main one was that got highlighted? Um, actually, the main issue people were uh, worried about and rightly so was accountability of the spend so you know you you make a a a bid for a project um and by the time because these these projects regeneration projects any kind any kind of placemaking projects happen over a big span of time they're not like oh we'll do them next week that's not how they work they work over like 
five year plans, ten year plans, yeah. and more. Um, and what happens within that time is the politics of the area change. Politics. <laughs> the politics of the area change, maybe the structure of the area change, the priorities might change, and therefore what you originally set out to do, your original vision and what you originally said you wanted the money for changes. Yeah. And even if it hasn't, administrations have changed mm-hmm. and therefore you can't deliver the thing that you wanted to deliver in the first place in the way you wanted to deliver it and the public say, hang on a minute, that's not what we were told. Yeah. And rightly so. <laughs> Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Like, if everyone's got behind something and now it's changed, mm. you are going to be a little frustrated. So maybe... There are reasons, good, valid reasons why things change. But there are also silly, red, tapey, politically... <laughs> politicky <laughs> reasons why things change as well. Yeah. And I guess accountability was the word of the day. Accountability, yeah, and maybe managing expectations. I mean, if everybody expects the, that outcome mm. and all you ever say is, we are going to deliver A... When you deliver B, there there is going to be frustrations. But if you manage that at the beginning and say, we're going to do A unless this happens. And then we might get a B, which is very close to A and will be as close to A as possible. But we might need to have like a revisit to the plan. But that's why communication and transparency are so blooming important. Absolutely. But then... That's communication, not accountability, because if you communicated in the first place, you wouldn't need to be held accountable because people wouldn't be surprised. And there is also that, um, uh, there's always that worry of people in certain positions who are concerned about being too transparent. Yeah. Um, because it'll come back and, you know, cause some issues in the future. But actually, that's, that's a case of just being brave enough to say, actually, the people who live here deserve to know what's going on. Yeah. That's pe- putting the people and the community at the heart of all the decisions, isn't it? And there's a heart around that. And there's a heart around that in purple. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just telling our lovely producer, Matt, about my incredible pen. Now, I really enjoyed the conference yesterday. My, my favourite thing about the day was my pen. Really? It's a really good pen. Look at the pen. I think I had this one as a kid. So we all had these pens as a kid. You might remember them. You know the pens that have got, traditionally, red, black, green and blue ink that you could all in the same pen and then you can put down the little slidey things i've got one of those pens but the colors are pink purple teal and lime hang on a minute isn't that the making trails colors yes (laughs) we have a very colorful logo if you've never seen it you should definitely check it out um but yes so it's a really beautiful on-brand pen We should get making trails written on them and then hand them out. They should be merch. I've digressed really terribly. How was your breakout session? Um, Yeah, so a bit like you, really. I I definitely adopted the listener rather than the talker. I don't need to know what I think. I needed to know what other people thought. Um, And we had, apologies to the ladies, I can't remember their names. Very nice. Um, One from Red Car in Cleveland and the other one from... Burnsley, I think that's... You look panicked in my direction as if I'd be able to help you. I, I was, was in a different <laughs> room. <laughs> I was hoping you could... My screen had locked, so I couldn't see, and I was hoping someone would save me, but everyone was just having a laugh. So were you in green room, were you? I was in green room. So you had so Rachel Bailey was, and Angela Brockbund. Yeah, that's Brockbank. not helpful now. So Sorry. Burnley Place brand manager, Rachel Bailey, and Angela Brockbank, head of business and growth at 13 Housing Group and chair of the Red Car and Cleveland Place Boards. Um, so there are 
very like Burton, I suppose, in the sense that they were hugely industry and then now they're not. And everyone's gone, oh, well, never mind, that's it for them. And they're like, but it's not, there's so much more than that, it's not. Um, so they went on a very similar place journey. Um, which finding is, their story. Finding again. their story, which we just keep coming back to over and over how important it is to get that sort of in in the foundations of everything you do, really. Um, yeah, so they were looking at different ways they could get stakeholders involved in what they were doing. So Burnsley used like a bondholder thing, so they get businesses to pay in to the place um, just really to improve it because they're so into their, their businesses and their residents. Do you want to live in a place that's dying? Do you want mass exodus of your young people and find you've got no one that you can employ? Do you want... No one going to your colleges, so schools close, so nobody's educated to the level that you're going to need. So they're not promising them anything for their money. They're not, you're not going to get PR. You'll get some PR, but you're not going to get five social media posts a week or anything. What you're going to get is a buy-in and an opinion and a place at the table to help us keep these areas vibrant so that people want to stay. And they've found that since they've undergone this process... A lot of people that used to live in Burnsley that now moved off to Leeds or whatever are coming back in their 30s with their families because it's a nice place to live. It's a great place to raise your kids. It's You don't need to commute for two hours. So they're finding people are, are returning from the work that they're doing with these bondholders. And the, the retention rate of these bondholders was amazing. Apparently they very rarely have anyone leave and it's normally the very like low-level bondholders that are like I'm really sorry I, I can't keep paying into this because I'm a small business or whatever so that was really interesting and then red car they went the other way so they just had like a, a free come and join let's make it better and that went well but the message that they would started with seven years ago when they rebranded their place has changed with um, like the steelworks and the landscape of things so they're looking at replacing so they've gone right we were that we've done a lot we've moved on from where we originally were seven years ago let's look at taking what we now know of red car the new red car in Cleveland and making it again so they're going to look at the sort of the bondholder structure because they, there just seems to be more of a buy-in from stakeholders when there's an actual literal buy-in, which was fascinating. People value things that they pay for, though. People value things that they pay for. That's weird, isn't it? Psychology's weird. <laughs> there you go. We'll find a guest for that one. <laughs> yes, that sounds good. Uh, off you trot. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um, can I just do a quick shout-out for Corinne Day from New Haven Enterprise Zone? So she she was one of the people who was leading our session. What was your session? Um, so driving change in a place and the need to figure out the funding. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of got sidetracked a little bit by the, the uh, <laughs> a few bits and bobs. But um, yeah, so Corin was talking about uh, New Haven um, and uh, she was the one who sort of raised the issue of um, accountability, really, I suppose, yeah. um, which was, uh, you know, it's a really important subject to, and I don't feel bad that we spent time discussing that um yes I think it's really important um she's very very passionate about the area um and again a really good advocate for uh, 
for her area as well and what the, the work that they're doing there. Um, and we also had a guy called Mike Demby, who was, um, who is, sorry, the director of inward investment and place marketing at Leicester City Council. Um, so that was great. So what he um, was sort of talking about as well and what we all ended up sort of discussing were the different models for funding that people were finding because I mean what do you have and for disseminating that funding to appropriate places as well so obviously no matter what area you're in there's going to be a different model yeah um and that's a little bit frustrating because there's only there's a limited amount of shareable information that you can then uh, you know sort of um have however um yeah just I think definitely the biggest um, discussion point was, okay, great, you get funding. It's more what, how you make sure that it's spent on the, on the project that was agreed yeah. upon. So I think that's probably what we spent more time discussing, um, which was interesting from my point of view, because obviously, you know, I work with a lot of different types of funding models, but further down the line as a private company. Yeah. Um, and you know I'd sort of said at the very very end after I'd done me listening um, (laughs) from my perspective it's really interesting because the the funding model for each of the projects and the you know the cultural projects that we're involved with you know sculpture trails art trails whatever it happens to be a sculpture piece or whatever Mm -hmm. um, it's different in every single place so it might be wholly funded by the local authority in one place but down the road it's part funded by the bid part funded by the local nhs charity and part funded by you know local businesses yeah. Do you know, so bless you <laughs> he can't hear us <laughs> somebody sneezed next door it was very loud um <laughs> but yeah so so just that and there is always um from their perspective so if you're looking at you are a local authority or a bid or whatever you there is a bit of a battle for funding at the moment because there's a limited pot from the government for regeneration and they essentially make you jump through hoops for it yeah they really do yeah um, and one of the things that came back over and over again through this whole conference was how people were going through all these hoops submitting for the same pot of fund with very similar ideas because there's no joined up thinking and you've just got neighbouring towns saying the same thing to the same people saying we need it and no one's saying that they don't need it but what was it fuzzy boundaries they called it wasn't it fuzzy geography yeah that's it um so like oh you're not in our county or you're not in our region or you're not under our um council remit and it meant that there was no like well how about you focus on this and we'll focus on that and together we're an amazing area um, so that came up a lot. Yeah, and I think, um, unfortunately, everybody almost in competition for the same pot of funding does tend to make you quite insular with your ideas. Yeah, you want to keep your it. ideas to yourself because then you're going to heighten your chances of getting the funding money or whatever it happens to be. But actually, you're right. If they, if you could sit down with your neighbouring councils or your neighbouring boroughs or neighbouring villages, neighbouring towns, neighbouring city, cities and say, OK, great, what are you focusing on? If you could have that honest discussion about perhaps what would be best for the people who are living and traveling through or playing or whatever in in that area then that joined up thinking would be amazing and yeah that 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 phrase fuzzy boundaries and fuzzy geography or whatever it was (laughs) it was really it was really nice and it was really nice to hear that people recognize that's something that they would like to do but putting it into practice is difficult in the current system yeah because of this constant fighting for the same competition 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 yeah 
Oh, all right. Well, um, is there anything else you want to raise from yesterday's shenanigans? Um, I'm still processing. Yeah, I, there was a lot. I haven't even gone through my notes. I went home and I was like, I'm just going to sit here. And I even had a nap. I think I must have concentrated that hard. I was like, I think I just want to process sleep. You don't because have just, you don't have to justify having a nap. <laughs> I just couldn't couldn't take in anymore. Um, I think one of the things that this this regen money has done that has made me a little concerned is that everywhere is upgrading their place. Everywhere is looking for their story. Everywhere is putting in all this work to find what makes them unique, and everywhere is leveling up. You know, air quotes leveling up. Um. Are we raising the bar for us all to then be on the same level again? Do you know what I mean? Like, we're all going to be better, but we're all still going to be all on the same... Or if we're not careful, we're all going to look a little bit the same. Yeah, that's it. And we're all going to have fun little things in parks, and we've all got a nice new... There's never enough fun painting on things it. in parks. But there isn't. <laughs> but, like, is it going to be unique anymore? If everyone's been unique and everyone's elevated their place. I, get, I guess that, that harks back to um, the conversation we had with Linda. Yeah. Um, looking at that level of storytelling yeah. and making sure that's at the heart of, of these initiatives. Yeah, keeping the community involved. Yeah, and what does so unique mean? It just means, oh, just take a look what you got. Yeah. Take a look at what you actually have. Don't pretend to be something you're not. So maybe it's not the word unique we need. Maybe it's um, focus or something along those lines. I'll go with that. <laughs> well, I think um, I'm still, like I say, I'm still processing. So we're going to go away and I'm sure we'll bring up this conference. Go to others in the future as well. More road trips. Yeah, I look, I, the one that you went to, that bid one, sounds like it would be a very interesting Oh, the ATCM one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. I'll, t- I'll take you to the next one. There Aww, we go. It's thanks. a date. Um, <laughs> so we will keep going to these places and we will share our thoughts um, as and when we can on the podcast. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little bit different to what we've done in the past, but it was very fun. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Street is a Making Trails podcast produced by Matt Reed at Microbrew Radio with co-host Tracy Parr and hosted by Tilly Bancroft.